This week on the Dry Bar Comedy Podcast. My grandpa once poured motor oil on his pancakes by mistake. What kind of cheese do they like then? You're kind of like Rudy with a way sadder ending. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Dry Bar Comedy Podcast. As usual, it's Taylor Nielsen. And Jordan Macon right over here, Taylor. <laughs> we got a great episode today, don't we, Jordan? Well, both of us, were, we have a lot of energy today. We got radio energy today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, faces for radio. That's right. And voices for pod. For pods, for podcasts. Welcome Meeting to podcasts. the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just jump right in and show who our comic's going to be? I think we got to reveal who the guest is because people are going to be excited to see him. Let's roll the clip. A lot of people confuse being trash with being poor. I'm here to tell you they're not the same. All right? Being poor means you don't have a lot of money. Being trash means you go into debt for fireworks. <laughs> There's a difference. One of us had more fun, you know? <laughs> He was like, oh, that's just a joke, Seth. Nah, my dad used to go to the store to get groceries for the family, come back with zero dollars worth of groceries, four hundred dollars worth of fireworks. That's the modern equivalent of trading your last cow for magic beans. It's not fiscal responsibility, Dad. I was a little bit worried. My dad came to a show once, and I was worried he was going to be sad or offended at those jokes. Comes up to me after the show, kind of somber. He's just like, those fireworks are pretty fun, though, right? And you know, he was, he was, he was right, because fireworks are gorgeous when you're hungry. That is a fact. Ooh, ah, mm. <laughs> All right, that was our guest for today. You guessed it. It's Seth Tippett. You know from his special, uh, Tall Dark Gigante, his first special, and that special, American Cheese Plate. Welcome to the podcast, Seth Tippett. It's great to be here. That was great. How'd you like watching your comedy? I hate watching myself. <laughs> Come on. I just I don't even like seeing me in a mirror. Why would I want to watch a video high definition 4K with makeup? I mean, the makeup helps a little, I think. I think you look great in that special. Yeah. You're, but you're wearing makeup now, aren't you? Well, a magician never reveals his secrets. <laughs> um, no, that seems to be a running theme with people watching their stand-up is they hate it. Uh, <laughs> we've done this every episode. <laughs> yeah. And are we going to stop doing it anytime soon? No. no sorry, not. Bob. Well, both specials they filmed, and then it was nine months later that it came out. So now I'm worried about having kids. It's like, beginning, well, I think I would like to have this kid. And then nine months later, like, <laughs> I regret everything. I, I shouldn't have done it. Well, it's a lot of times to ponder. It is a lot of time to ponder. <laughs> right. I mean, the big thing, I guess, is that the jokes get better. Like, if you're still, like, certain jokes I still do from that special, it's like, ah. Oh. I missed that punchline. That, that, that one came after the special. Yeah. Which, eh. But the people watching don't know. They just love it. I know. I shouldn't yeah. have told them. They were perfect jokes, <laughs> and I've never done them better. But you were telling us before you like to dive into the comments. Ugh. So well, tell us, about, I, I tell mean, us about the hair comment you got. <laughs> Maybe speak to it a little bit. Well, uh, my first, so some context. <laughs> my first special, the big comment was, this guy touches his hair too much. It's distracting. Because I kind of have longer hair, and so I'd, I'd give it one of these. Right, keep it in check. I don't whatnot. know if it's a nervous twitch or not, but like I would just touch my hair, and I think they were just jealous. If I had luscious mm-hmm. hair like you, I'd, you'd be I'd, touching I'd, it. I'd be touching all the time. I can't touch mine Maybe for they... fear that it will fall out. <laughs> You're just touch like, it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to touch it themselves. They were jealous. I think so. But because of that, I like internalized it way too much. So from the first special, touching my hair too much. Second special, I'm like... I want to be made of plastic. Just just make me an 80% hair gel. And one of the comments was, profoundly confusing hairstyle. And I was just like, what does that even mean? Pro- pro- you were profoundly confused? I didn't, I didn't touch my hair as much because it was full of bobby pins and stuff. But uh, when, I, when I look at it, it does a little bit look like I was wearing a hairnet. Like it's just like keeping it. Really? I don't know. I was wow, dry bar secrets exposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at it and I think it looks good. I wouldn't say profoundly confused. I would say it's bigger I than didn't... your hair normally is. Yeah, it was a little bit. It kind of comes out a little bit, but it doesn't look bad. A little, little, little bit Lord Farquaad going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> I should have just opened with that. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Next time. You're like three Lord Farquads on top of each other. I know. That's <laughs> a... <laughs> three in a trench coat. That's a. Oh, Lord man. Farquad's. A... What is Lord Farquad doing that requires a trench coat? <laughs> Selling drugs to the people of Duloc. 
He was always, uh, if I remember correctly, he was causing Shrek a lot of trouble, that Farquaad. That Farquaad guy. You remember that? He was a villain. He was. In more or less, in, in no uncertain terms. John I think, Lithgow. I think he was misunderstood. <laughs> Let's get into that. Well, there's a great fan theory about Shrek that the ogre's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's the ugliest character. On, on basis of being an ogre. <laughs> yeah. Just an idea. That's a know. great fan theory. I read it on Reddit <laughs> somewhere. No, or you posted know, the it entire on internet. I've read the entire internet. It's all true. They do showings where all you do is boo whenever Shrek's on screen. <laughs> oh, man. The Farquad cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lord About Farquaad's time, on stage. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our hero Farquaad. <laughs> Mira, show me Fiona. Perfect. Yeah, we... <laughs> you know too many Shrek quotes, Seth. Do I? Or do you not know enough? enough? Not enough. <laughs> You've got a pretty good Farquaad voice, too. That's pretty I don't know if on. that's a compliment. <laughs> no, he has a great voice. Yeah. No, he does good. I mean, Who does good. play Farquaad? It's John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Oh, yeah. Third Rock from the Sun. He's a great, great actor. Yeah. Big fan of John Lithgow. I, 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 all my theater, all my acting stuff, I've played villains. So I think I do kind of have a villain voice. Like, I was the devil. I was Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. I was Chuck Cranston in Footloose. Like, villains you haven't even heard of. I'm just riding up on a motorcycle because I'm tall. No, well, listen, I'm going to make a segue back into <laughs> Seth Tippett's territory. Okay. The town we're of Footloose. We're going to cut all of that, though. <laughs> a rural town filmed in Utah. Yes. A rural Lehigh. town in Lehigh. Utah. Lehigh. In Lehigh, Utah. Mm-hmm. You're from a rural town in I, Utah. I am, not? yes. Technically Perry, but no one's heard of that, so I say Brigham City. Oh, Some really? Some people have heard of that, but outside of Utah, nobody's heard of that. How big's Perry. Perry was like two thousand people, I think, fifteen hundred oh, wow. when I was growing up. Man. It wasn't it wasn't big. Yeah, it was like a like the big city was Brigham City, and that was like and Brigham City 15, is not, not a big city. Yeah, so it was like so that was the closest, larger. Oh well, they had a Walmart, and Perry had fruit stands. So <laughs> if you didn't want to get scurvy, you were in the right place. But if you wanted to like change a tire, you had to go into the big city. <laughs> had to hitch up the horse and Brigham buggy. City. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, your premise here, trash is different than poor. Your special's name is American Cheese Plate. We were talking about, a little beforehand, Taylor and I were thinking about weird meals we had as kids that were kind of like trash meals. I would I would just have regular bread and put cheese on it. And maybe oh, fancy had, pants over here we with had bread. Little, if we had little pepperonis, I'd put it on and just Ooh, microwave it. Yeah. I, it, in my brain, it was pizza. Oh, that's a staple right there. Did you do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when, when my dad was doing well and we could afford bread and not just cheese. Because I, <laughs> I always talk about cheese plates and people in the crowd sometimes will yell out, Oh, we did that. And I was like, yeah. Like, yeah, we only put it on tortilla chips. Like, that's nachos. You idiot. That's not, that's not a cheese plate. Don't you out trash Seth Pippen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I did yell that once, and someone yelled out that they used to eat ketchup on snow, which is a lot worse than whatever. I, like that's what is that even emulating? Snow. I don't know. Like a, a like bad a snow, snow cone. I get. Like I mean, ketchup is a lot of sugar. I get. <laughs> I've heard. Sweet. And on syrup. snow. Yeah, like I, I from think, the sky. I think they were. <laughs> no, Taylor from, from Costco. <laughs> Cost snow. <laughs> That. Listen, they can't we, all be good. They, they <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they, they did out trash me. Ketchup That's on so snow. That's so weird that I kind of want to try it. Now. Ketchup on snow? You got it. I don't even might as well give it a shot. That, well, maybe not. You know, you know what? You don't need to try everything. Well, just the, the audacity of them to say that they did that, it makes me feel like I have to follow down this uh, dark yeah. path. You might be missing something. I yeah. feel like I because of like because people want to try stuff they haven't tried. I feel like I'm single handedly like making cholesterol worse in America as I tour. Because every time I do a show somewhere that hasn't heard of that, they're like, "I'm gonna try it." <laughs> and then I've, I've when I've come back to places, I'll have people come up and be like, "Oh, you know that cheese plate joke you did?" And I'm like, yeah. I do it every day, and I'm like, "That is not an everyday meal. That is why are you Yikes. doing this?" And and they're like proud of it. <laughs> they're like proud to tell me that they've been eating just plain cheese on a plate let me ask how much cheese were you putting on there oh, it was a thin layer thin layer definitely so, thin so you, would it be hard like, well so just the way i mean maybe this is just how crappy microwaves work but like there would be like there'd be like concentric rings of different like <laughs> i know too much about cheese plates but uh so like the center would be kind of a little bit gooier and then you'd have like yeah. a ring of like really Christmas. crispy crunchy sort of, deliciousness sort of like the like a model of the earth you had the crust 
the hardest crust. <laughs> yeah. You had the mantle layer a little bit softer, and in the center you had a molten. Oh yeah, core. molten core. So you'd eat the center first because that was, if it, if it got cold, it would be like you'd have the grease just sitting on top of it. Was that a good thing? No. <laughs> sometimes I would like to be healthy. Sometimes I would like drip the grease off <laughs> the cheese, like just like hold it over the the the, the sink for a bit and. But you know, like that's the thing I tell people. It's like I was the best part of like a burrito is the crispy cheese that got like burnt to the plate around the side. I just skipped the middleman. I don't need a burrito. I was like, get that crispy cheese. Well, and then like years later, I go to like a local store that they they had cheese crisps and they were selling for fourteen dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's literally just a cheese plate that they like cooked too long and then broke it up into little like triangles. And they're like fourteen bucks. I should have been. I mean, that was, you need to make a, a a fruit stand in Perry, Utah. Yeah, would, but not fruit, just, just <laughs> cheese, cheese stand, homemade cheese, cheese crisps. Stand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> homemade, just like a mama used to make <laughs> in a dirty microwave. Ooh-y. that sounds good. I'm getting I'm hungry. hungry. <laughs> Ooh, are you getting? It's a little well, early. I'm kind of hurting. Should I have brought a cheese plate? Oh. Never too early. I had a friend a that plate. made one for my birthday just because she <laughs> thought I would want that, and I was like, I don't eat this anymore. Like, <laughs> but uh, did you eat it that time? Well, it was on a paper plate, which was part of the problem. So when I like p- pulled it up, it like came with the additional plate. soluble fiber. I'll say it was. <laughs> A little more substance. That's yeah. that's more of a complete meal. That's right. Do you remember the ad campaign for it was either Burger King or McDonald's where they were like, you get the burger and you get the cheese paper and it, people be eating the cheese that was stuck off. <laughs> like that was before we had any sort of idea of like what's healthy in America, I feel like, or at least that we cared. Right. Do you remember this? It was oh, like, yeah. Cheese paper. You get cheese it with your paper. burger. It's, it's, a, it's, it's just like an upsell. Yeah, but like the cheese that gets melted onto the paper. It wasn't a real thing they made. It was like kind of a gimmick because the cheese melted yeah, onto the just saying, You should also. You should lick the cheese because people were doing that. Rip so, the cheese off of this paper, you dirty animals. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like to bioaccumulate microplastics before we know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> the, that made me think of it. And I did eat the cheese off of it. Who doesn't? Who I paid good money for that doesn't? burger. You don't know, you, Don't judge me. Wasting, <laughs> wasting food. I'm, not, that I'm was getting like, hungry. Mm, I'm getting hungry. I feel like like classy people, Like if they're full, they're just like, that's it for me. Or I'll take it home to the dog. But like, because, like growing up trash was just, wasting food was the biggest sin you could possibly make. It was just like, oh, you better eat it or you're eating it tomorrow. And it's like, but it's not going to be good tomorrow. It ain't good today. Just <laughs> eat it. And like, ah. Taylor, do you have any meals you'd make as a kid that are kind of trash meals? Um, I would also do a variation of pizza, okay. uh, with, but on a tortilla. Oh, uh, tortilla pizza. Tortilla pizza. Mixing of cultures. Yeah. So Appropriating, it, if you will. <laughs> a fusion. Two, appropriating double. Double appropriating. <laughs> fusion. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll just do de- destructured pizza. We have the pepperonis <laughs> on one side. It's yeah. a Mexican. Italian I was prolific. Fish. I was ahead of my time. Um, <laughs> Did you use ketchup for the American sauce? Toma- I used tomato sauce. Oh, so he's got, he's got Italian an Italian blend of spices <laughs> in his ketchup, <laughs> unlike right. moi. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember anything else at the moment. That was probably the height of my culinary creation. No, just came. Another one came <laughs> okay, to me. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I used to make pancakes, but then I used to like. Tear up little pieces of bread and put it in, because I thought it would add a little like surprise. <laughs> Wait, you would like a regular mix of pancakes? So instead of baking so instead soda of- or powder, baking powder, what goes in pancakes? Well, usually, so, it's just the mix. You just mix water with it. Yeah, I was going to say I've never scratch, made. I, I've never made pancakes from scratch. <laughs> uh, you made these are scratch pancakes. These were scratch. Yeah, blender pancakes. What did you think the bread was going to add? I thought <laughs> instead of baking powder is supposed to like leaven the pancakes and make it lighter so i thought instead bread is leavened <laughs> so you're gonna use already used yeast that was in bread you're like well it's got a little kick to it yes i thought you were like saying that like you do regular pancake batter and then you just put chunks of bread in there as if they were like blueberries or or chocolate chips you're like ah and every once in a while i'll get a bite with other bread <laughs> I can't no, wait to have a second bread. No, no. Something I put little surprise chunks of something less flavorful than pancakes. <laughs> so you get a little surprise little blast when, of when Sometimes when you think that maybe bread or maybe maybe pancakes are just too zesty, you add the yeah. other bread to make it to bring it down. I need to, to earth. slow down. Man, you are bit. white. <laughs> I thought I was pale. 
That is the whitest thing I have ever. Yeah. Bread and, in pancakes. And then just some Holy. clear corn syrup over the top. <laughs> I hope that last part's a joke. That is, that is, that is. My grandpa once poured motor oil on his pancakes by mistake and ate two bites before realizing he had made a mistake. That's the worst feeling when Whoa. you're eating something that's bad and you're like, that was a weird bite. And I guess I'll, <laughs> I need to try it one more time. And it's like, oh, it was expired two years ago. Motor oil is a little bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, was, you know, well, my grandpa was like, he was like 450 pounds. And I, the only memories I have of him was saying, are you going to finish that? <laughs> At birth, like, I never saw him walk either. I would just like, I would just come upstairs and he'd be in my house for a birthday party and then just eat the whole cake if no one right. wanted it. And so. How tall was he? Was he here? No, no. no I'm, I'm oh. by far the tall. I'm a freak of nature in my family. The, really, really. My dad. So that, that's on my dad's side. He's six foot. He's had three what? back surgeries, so he's not, probably not six foot. He played football. Uh, he's taller or shorter? Like yeah, they he put got a back few more vertebrae in. <laughs> he got back surgeries and they made him taller. <laughs> <laughs> we have the technology. We can rebuild him. <laughs> No, he's, he's definitely shorter. But so he was the tallest in their family by a, by a pretty large margin, being six foot. And then my mom's like six three, six four, and so then and I'm six nine. So no one's even yeah. I was just a, just a freak, pituitary uh, malformation. No. <laughs> okay, maybe some nutrients from your grandpa. Him having eaten motor motor oil and all of that food as a youngster, that transferred down the line. Skipped a generation and then provided you with the that's right. That's why I'm part Chevy because he ate motor oil and uh, epigenetics. Turns out. you have a science degree, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you do. I, I minored in science, majored in culinary, and it was um, you. Was it your love of bread and pancakes that made you major in culinary? That was my thesis. Did yeah. you actually? Or this just I can't no. tell what joke. No, I um. Because you do have a cool 15 contiguous minutes on celery. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm in a room with Celery Man and Heck Boy themselves. It's an honor for you. Really. Oh, I know. Right. I know. <laughs> that would be awesome if I went to culinary school and all my jokes were just about different types of food. But no, I'm a film major. Chef Nielsen. Chef Nielsen. He gave me a really great recipe. You buy a, thing, a little thing of tapioca pudding. And you put some bread in it. <laughs> delicious bread pudding. Bread pudding. It's <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. You can just, really taste the bread, especially not, the first two bites. Let's not reveal just, all my secrets. It just adds something. I don't know what it adds. Carbs. I just love the breadiness of it. Just it just gets, yeah. like, what's the crappiest Walmart? Just great value bread. You can't go too high shelf with it. What do you think the worst bread is? Because I think Wonder Bread is pretty bad. Wonder Bread's awful. Like, I would. But wouldn't I, you I, say the Walmart variation of Wonder Bread's even worse though? I don't know. I've never. I'm as a kid. I Wonder, Wonder Bread. Bread. I, was, I was very taken by branding as a kid. I'm like oh, Wonder absolutely. Bread sounds awesome. I want Wonder well, Bread. So, but that no. That's, but that's a, like you can tell how trash a food is by how good the adjective is they put next to it. That's true. It's like you know, Wonder Bread. And tried, there's another one. That I, um, oh, Miracle Whip. Uh, You're like. Yeah, Miracle oh. Whip. Is it a miracle? It's a miracle that it's edible. I don't know what it's made out of. Petroleum? I'm a weird person that I do like. Sponsored miracle by Whip. Miracle Whip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm realizing Wonder Bread's because you wonder if it is bread. I think that makes more sense. <laughs> for the miracle Whip, I did some research on it. Because as a white person, you research mayonnaise and Miracle Whip a lot. <laughs> Why do I like this so much? <laughs> and... It was a recurring dreams about Miracle Whip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the tasty zip. <laughs> and I looked up why it was made, or I came across why it was made. It was actually made as a a lower calorie, lower fat version of mayonnaise. Oh, which I always thought it was more because of the of the zest, the tasty zip. Yeah, it's I thought it'd be more calories. Now, it's Miracle Whip isn't Cool Whip. No. I was getting it confused. Oh, your weight. Yeah, that's all. Now off. I know you didn't go to culinary school. You know? <laughs> don't know the difference between Miracle Whip and Cool Whip. Busted. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's you learned that in 1010, Culinary 1010. Cool. <laughs> Class, today we'll be talking about Miracle Whip and its many applications. <laughs> I don't know why I had a chalkboard. <laughs> they, they in college. Do, <laughs> I haven't been to college. No. <laughs> uh, I feel like I said, but the other one is I love mayonnaise. American cheese. 
I grew up thinking like that was the best cheese. <laughs> Just because of the Because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, made yeah. in America. <laughs> I'm yeah. American. And then you're like, no, this is the worst cheese. This is like processed to crap. Yeah. I actually got shamed by the cheesemonger, which is the, another word for cheese seller, at like a, the, my local grocery store. The cheesemonger, I, I went in there, I had a recipe. It was a trash recipe. I'll, I'll, granted, it was mac and cheese. But it required eight ounces of American cheese. Right. And I was like, I'll have, and I wanted to get like nice American cheese. So I went up to like, they got like their little yeah. slicey machine and they had never opened it. Like the American cheese. they had, <laughs> and, the, and when I said like, I'll take it eight ounces, they're like, why? Why would you want eight? And I was like, what, what do you mean why? I'm buying your cheese. This is your job. Like, can I interest you in some cheese that doesn't like, here's some better cheese. And I'm like, it, the recipe's, there's a recipe that says American cheese. I'm like, yeah, man. And anyway, I, I just I left with my American cheese and a lot of guilt. Those cheese people don't like freedom, apparently. Really highfalutin <laughs> cheese mongers. Yeah, what kind of cheese do they like then? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they don't a like Gouda? American. What do they uh, like? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know any other cheeses. What's the? Well, there's like a French sounding. Um, there's blue cheese. There's Gorgonz- Gorgonzola. That's Gruyere. my favorite type of cheese. What's your guys' favorite type Ew, of cheese? Ew, Gorgonzola. Blue cheese. Italian blue cheese. Pepper Jack. Pepper Jack. When I'm crafting my Subway Pepper Jack. When sounds I'm, pretty American, too. When I'm crafting my Subway sandwich with the with the <laughs> sandwich artists. The sandwich artists? Yeah, when we're collaborating on a sandwich, <laughs> me and the sandwich artist. That's hilarious. Pepper Jack every time. See, no now, matter the sub. Now I want to make an Instagram reel and like collaborate with a sandwich artist. <laughs> like, have, it's like, it's just, just, like t- tag them. It's like, this is my sandwich, but really, a lot of the credit has to go to Brianna at Subway. Yeah, that's exactly. Funny. I feel like that's go viral. <laughs> that's a lot of people's first introduction to different types of cheeses. Is it's the subway subway, line. subway yeah. e- educational purposes alone? That's why it's the biggest chain in America. <laughs> Thank you, Subway, for expanding our culinary horizons. But I, w- I do will say this: I don't like that your <laughs> cheddar is there. Cheddar that's it's only the shredded. There's oh. one cheese they have that's only shredded cheese. I think it's cheddar. You don't like that. Let's get some slices in there, Subway. What else do we want to say? Do you have anything you want to th- throw Subway's way, Seth? Uh, I think you guys could, if you want some cheese crisps, some homemade, <laughs> home-cooking cheese crisps to put on top of that Philly cheese monster thing that you have, you know who to call. Okay, <laughs> You, you ask go. for it toasted, and they go put the sandwich, and you say, no, just the cheese. Just the cheese. <laughs> just the cheese. I, just the cheese I, and bread? No. Just, just the, the cheese. <laughs> I would prefer it if the meat was cold and the the sandwich was stale. I just want actually hold the sandwich. Just give me you got that little because they have their little conveyor belt thing. I feel like they could have just nonstop cheese going through that. I just just, I was like, how much do I have to pay you to sit at the end of your little conveyor belt with my mouth open and just have (laughs) melted cheese? Man, Man. did not have a vegetable till I was like twenty one. So. Look how look how much you grew. It's yeah, vegetables are a sham. Man. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. People say, "How do I get tall like you, Seth?" Be constipated, I guess. We did want to bring up one thing. We did want to bring up one thing with you because you were a member of the University of Utah basketball team. I was. That's yeah. right. And we were actually interviewing fellow comedian Shane Smith. Oh. And you came up, and the, the idea that you played basketball for the University of Utah came up, and uh, he said this. He said. I didn't know they had a fifth string. <laughs> you care to respond to what Shane yeah, Smith we said? we want to give you a chance to respond. Well, I mean, the, the, here's the thing that like a lot of people do. So I was a walk-on, and I did not get playing time. I almost got playing time one time. That like they have the rip-off pants, and then I was sitting at the end of the bench, and like I think either we were winning by a lot or losing by a lot. But the coach was like, "Tippets, Tippets." I was like, just ripped off the pants and tying my shoes. I'm trying, and then he's like, "Something happened in the game. Maybe we had a shot again." And he was just like. Never mind, never mind. So I didn't actually get in. So you never played in a game? <laughs> never played an actual D1 game. I was on the team, and for some reason that gives every person who didn't play basketball at all, like, the well, I guess you weren't very good then. And it's like, well, you weren't yeah. on the bench. Like, it's still, it's still a, it's a level above. You're kind of like Rudy with a way sadder ending. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy! Oh, he didn't really get like in. Rudy. He still, he he still didn't it. get in. No, I, I um, assume you're very talented. We were going to do a comedian basketball league, and everyone was afraid of you, I feel like. But I want to do it still. I, I would love to do it. I, we, we talked about I mean, and I know that there's, there's been other ones I've heard about, like uh, in other markets, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. in our market. But... Uh, 
Yeah, I just I heard that, that there were some people who weren't good at basketball who were just comedian. Like it was a comedian's basketball league, but it wasn't supposed to be funny basketball. And I think there are some people that were going to do it like that. We're like, I'm just going to take out Seth's legs. Won't that be a gas? And <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? what? Uh, and or like doing granny shots and stuff. And so I think that's kind of why I got the kibosh because uh, because some some comedians yeah. were like thinking of bits to do, and it's okay. like no, 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 we're thinking of plays to do. Okay, it's not a yeah. comedy basketball league. It's a it's comedy a basketball, basketball league. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> wow. Well, well tell uh, us a little bit. Oh, Taylor, Taylor has a question for you. I think I had a follow-up question about the um, about the basketball. So it's and a round <laughs> orange ball. Yeah. Colored yeah, as cheese, actually. Very cheese colored as cheese. Uh, did that? Oh, well, I, I remember. That sport. I remember a distant conversation we had about you having a little bit of a. Uh, debacle with your coach about wanting to pursue comedy while you were on the basketball team? Yeah, no, I, so I actually start my first open mic I did, I was 16, um, and I, I was doing like a little bit of comedy throughout high school, but then when I got into college, I, I was still doing it, and I posted a couple videos online, and the coach apparently was too distracting to the team, uh, my early stand-up, because other kid, or the other guys on the team were like, they found him, and they were watching them and then quoting them at practice. And the coach thought, oh, there must be some hilarious viral video. And then he found it was just me. And uh, he was like, so I had my foot up in the air. And he comes over. He's like, I'm, so I'm on the ground. He's just like, hey, Tippets, uh, no more of this comedy crap. And I was like, yeah, it's a good one, coach. He's like, no, seriously, if you, if you could do stand-up again, you're off the team. So I, I was like, <laughs> oh. And I, again, I was on the bench. I didn't really have a lot of weight to throw around <laughs> if i can't pursue my art i'm done and they're just yeah okay see ya i guess we'll have to give your ripped off pants to someone else so did you actually stop or i did, did. Or just do it in secret i should have done it in secret like a, a stronger cooler person would have just been like ah my, my alter ego that's why i should have had a stage name i should have just like been <laughs> i can't think of a stage name off somehow the been much shorter in a trench coat yeah, oh, that's, that's how I'd get away with it. I'll be Seth, but in a wheelchair. They're like, there's no way that guy's a collegiate athlete. I did tell Seth once he should do a set where he's on his knees and has shoes on his knees, like right here. Oh, yeah. And so he knows what it's like for us to do stand-up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's different up there, I feel like. Yeah, you talk about how you can but see I'd also, people. I'd also have to have jokes to know what it's like to do stand-up like you. That's the. You can t- take some of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones? Just being a fat. Are we redhead. are we um, gonna <laughs> bid on your jokes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, you yeah, just one dollar, one dollar, twelve dollars, twelve. <laughs> yeah. We could go a little bit higher with that. We're starting with twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm out at twelve. I'm uh, sorry. I'd pay at least a hundred for your hamster joke. <laughs> hey, the hamster joke's coming together. Hamster God, I'm Is a big this, fan. This hasn't seen the dry bar stage Has yet. Not. Oh, a little spoiler alert. A little. Maybe if. You sent me a fourth try special. It out. Try it out <laughs> fourth now. Fourth special. <laughs> try it out now if it works with nobody. It's if two. it works with zero crowd. <laughs> this hamster bit's too long. It's too dark. It's twisted. A, ha- a twisted hamster bit? I legitimately say twisted hamster in it. <laughs> That's right. Well, I am intrigued. It's and if, some, if, if someone as, as pale as Jordan goes dark, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> oh. That's, uh, <laughs> it's a, is that a hamster murder that happened? In my childhood, I didn't murder murder. a hamster. One of my hamsters, a murder, killed the other hamster, and I talk about it for thirty-five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, not even on stage. He'll just anyone he talks to (laughs) for thirty-five minutes. Yeah, you don't want to get me going. We we don't have time for it. You you and your celery bit. Him and his hamster. You like. You, you, who needs conversation? We've covered all well, the bases we, of comedy. I feel basically, like. we, we got it all. Yeah. <laughs> so you started at sixteen, though. So you've been doing comedy for a lot. how old are you? <laughs> Don't act surprised. <laughs> you've been doing comedy a lot longer than your skill would suggest. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, people usually don't start that young. Yeah, I mean, thankfully they didn't have a liquor license at the time. But even if they did, I bet you they wouldn't have carded me because I was big. I had a beard. As a sixteen-year-old, 16 year oh yeah, I well, you know they had those age guessy things. Like I was just I was raking in stuffed animals because I I was as a sixteen-year-old they were just like I don't know twenty-nine. So I'm hoping that I've plateaued. Like I hope I just looked thirty for the last twenty years, and that that would be so. good for me. 
So what was it like? What what made you want to do it as a sixteen year old? As a sixteen year old, I didn't even think I knew what stand up was. I didn't know what stand up. Like I I, uh, I I what happened was is a friend of mine was uh, not having a good time on a date, I guess, and he calls me up. He's like, oh Seth, uh, I need someone to help grease the wheels on this conversation. You never stop talking, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I can be there. But I couldn't get a date that short notice because he was like actively on the date. He like so sometimes when people go to the bathroom, they may be calling me to like save your date. You've gotten me out of a few <laughs> a couple din- of dinner conversations <laughs> with my wife. I really appreciate it. <laughs> a couple of sticky situations. <laughs> um, but so he, so I, I couldn't get a date. He's like just three just third wheel it man. Just come on over. And so I like went to this girl's house and we ended up just watching Jim Gaffigan. And then that was the first time I'd seen. I, I'd only seen like Seinfeld clips, and I yeah. thought, "Oh, stand up was a fun, quirky thing that existed in the '90s." Yeah, because a lot only of other... he did it. That's what to me. I was like, he must be one of like three people that right. does this. Yeah. And, and, and I just, and I've like growing up in stand up, I, I just realized how many other people were like, "Oh, I was a huge fan of all these people. I, was, I, I watched them all. I had their albums." And I'm just like, I found out about it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But I saw Gaffigan. I was like, I could do that. And then I was, went to open mic and. The next, I, I watched it one week, and then the next week I performed. So you so. saw the Hot Pockets bit, and you thought, what's some other microwave-related humor <laughs> that I can do? Did you do well your first Cheese time? Cheese plates. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the, my, first, my, my very first time I did pretty well. I had some like awkward moments, because you're going to have that, but like got a lot of laughs. And, uh, oh, wow, at 16. Yeah. And maybe it was because I was 16, because people could tell I was just young and stupid. Because um, I know that's kind of a gimmick. But I wasn't dirty. Like, my very first open mic was all clean, because that's just what I was writing. And then I had, like, a period where I was doing dirtier stuff, because I thought that's what worked. Because open micers tend to be dirty. And, yeah. But I didn't know how to write dirty, so... It was bad. It was like aggressive. So I did really good my first time, <laughs> and then just had terrible, terrible, dirty jokes that I, and then eventually came back to to writing stuff that I enjoyed. <laughs> Do you remember your first joke that you did at open mic? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the, I had a lot of like little one liners, but like the the only bit I did was like a kind of a story about uh, going to the dentist and just not feeling the laughing gas because I'm a very large human. And, like, the dentist came back, like, four or five times. He, like, went and saw a different patient because it was taking too long to get me, like, laughed up or whatever. Uh-huh. And then eventually it, like, all hit me at once. And I, like, was standing on the chair when he came back in the last time. You were That's, standing on the chair? That. Yep. <laughs> With the sucker thing in my mouth. Like, I, like, picked it up and was like, oh, I suck. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you were doing wordplay while you were high on laughter. I was, and I, yeah, it was. I think it was because I was like laying. I don't know something about the way I was sitting. And like I was like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything at all. And then it was all of a sudden just like I don't remember where I am. And uh, that was my 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 first one of my first jokes I did was about uh, the dentist. Oh man, that's what, great. That's you got to hear uh, Jordan's first bit. I mean. <laughs> Do you want me to do this every podcast? No, no. Oh, I, well, so you're saying I have to watch the other ones to see this bit? Or... <laughs> we'll send you the time code. Um, <laughs> Good, because I don't want to watch the rest of this great conversation. The thing is, I, I would ask for Taylor's first joke, but he hasn't written one yet. Oh! oh sick burn! <laughs> all right, all right. Make Just because what I it. do is art. <laughs> I don't do jokes. I do art. I I'm, do I'm art. I'm kidding, man. Yeah, make me laugh. Just like putting bread in pancakes. He does art. I've been subverting expectations <laughs> since I was a kid. Yeah, your mom thought you were going to be a good son. <laughs> oh, oh now that is too low. You've ruined the pancakes again. <laughs> what is it with the bread? We keep taking him to a therapist, and he says he's got a compulsion with bread. We don't. It's bread CD. <laughs> the pancakes were too spicy. We had <laughs> some white bread in there. Well, I guess we didn't ask if it was white bread. Was it wheat bread? It was absolutely white bread. Okay, <laughs> I was because I, maybe if there was like some grains involved, and you wanted some like hearty oats, I could see it. Were you throwing crusts in there? Were you decrusting the bread? <laughs> I was throwing it all in. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, but I still like making blender pancakes, but I without the baking powder or soda. Blender I get those pancakes? two mixed up. Yeah, you just blend up all the ingredients in a blender, <laughs> and then you have you not heard of this? I mean, uh, I, I you guys are whisk. you guys are mix. I buy crusties, <laughs> which is a horrible a name scoop, for a brand. Put a scoop but I don't. Doesn't that sound disgusting? Your aura yeah. says crusties. I think. <laughs> 
My middle name is Krusty's. <laughs> like the way Krusty's is spelled makes it sound like a motor oil. Maybe that's why my grandpa got con- It's like, are you having a hard time yeah. with your engine block? Apply some crust ease. Oh, this will be delicious. It eases the crust on your <laughs> on your pistons. Is that because of Rusty's? Yeah, I think from so. From cars? It might be. So tell I, us the ingredients that are in a pancake. Off the top of your head, no. Motor oil. Um, hold the bread this time. Hold the bread. Hold the bread. <laughs> yeah. Traditional pancakes, if okay. you will. Uh, we've got flour. Okay. Milk. Eggs. All right. Sugar. Butter. That's it. And baking. Crusties. I feel like we we more efficient. Oh, it's it's baking powder. It's not soda. It's not baking soda. It's baking okay. powder. Because right. I was. Real confused when you said, but I don't put the baking powder in because I like them denser, more like a crepe. Now um, we can <laughs> get the, more into and this and if we have time. Do we have time? Oh, we don't have time. We're running. Oh, how much time are we supposed to? <laughs> we have two more hours. And <laughs> to talk about oh, pancakes, we'll hit on the hamster goodness. thing uh, and the pancake. Yeah. So sixteen years old. Sixteen years old. How old are you now? Do you talk? Hooked about on age? laughing gas. I'm thirty one. You're thirty one. Yeah, I don't talk about it, so <laughs> secrets out. Oh my but, god! <laughs> You've been doing comedy so much longer than me, and yet because I'm 34, but I didn't start till I was 24. See, the, the, the thing I, I think I, the thing I think I think. <laughs> what do you think? You think? You I think? think I thought that. No, I, I, I don't know how valuable it is to do stand up like super young because you haven't lived enough life to be interesting in any or or authentically like you can't be in touch with yourself as a 20 something because you don't even know who you are and so because like because you started i mean later elena is elena hershey's super funny elena hershey and yeah. she started later like i i i don't know i the only thing that i think you can get earlier is maybe like stage presence but mm-hmm. unless you're pete davidson and then you've seen that clip of pete davidson as like a 16 year old Oh, was he was he funny? Uh, well, he got then he immediately went on SNL, so I guess it helped him somewhat. You know what I mean? He was pretty funny. I I, I do feel that being young is a gimmick to a degree. It and, absolutely and, and is. When, when someone sees someone who is funny, or, or even saying like off-brand things, because like I've, I've seen a lot of people come through open mic, they're like younger kids, and they just do like horrifyingly dirty com- comedy, yeah. and you're just like. What? This is a weird juxtaposition. <laughs> but if you put those same jokes with an adult, it's like, eh. Yeah. I don't appreciate you bashing my celery bit like that. <laughs> Did I bash? My horrifyingly dirty celery bit. Oh, well, it is. <laughs> he wrote when he was 11 years old. Yeah. When, <laughs> What's the deal when, with beep celery? <laughs> When I ran away from home at the age of nine, <laughs> uh, it was me and, a, an open mic. me and a bindle bag full of celery <laughs> and bread for all the pancakes I knew I would make. <laughs> There's also a clip of this really young kid who's like maybe nine, and he's doing stand-up about like Legos and stuff. And uh, the audience like loves it, but it's because he's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, Lego bit gets nothing. <laughs> I know. I love Legos. No, I... Yeah, I so it helped Pete Davidson, but that might I mean, it, basically like I don't think it's going to hurt. If someone was like, "Oh, I, I'm too old to start stand up." It's like, "No, like as long as you have a unique perspective and you're a funny person." Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you, you you can pick the rest up pretty quick. Yeah. Um so you started seeing Jim Gaffigan. Did you uh were there any com- comedians you started watching at the beginning after you started doing comedy or was like Jim Gaffigan your only person you I mean, he was the first one I saw, and I, I started seeing people like at the club. Um, I think the first live show I saw was Hannibal Buress, which oh, cool. was kind of cool. Oh yeah. Um, then I could I saw Gaffigan live, and uh, that was that was cool. But no, I did I didn't watch a ton of stand up because I had this problem, and I still kind of do, and I still don't watch a ton of stand up. Uh, that like I just have a really audio based memory, and I'll I just don't want to steal a joke by accident because yeah. early on I did. Like they're they're I, obviously I think when people like have someone that they're a fan of they'll like <laughs> mirror the voice a little bit and yeah. I definitely did that a bit with Gaffigan I think yeah I remember your hot pockets bit for years <laughs> <laughs> we kept saying Seth it's been done I was like why are you so mean to me Ooh, he's the fattest kid. <laughs> But uh, and I, I think I did like straight up lift a Seinfeld bit at one point and oh, really? thankfully people were nice enough to be like hey Seth. That's 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 Seinfeld's bit, and I was like, no, it's. Then they show me the video. 
I did use all those words I in that, that order. Exactly. You're just right. You're just like, it's just coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> These jokes write themselves. Like you're watching YouTube. Of course they write themselves. Like, He's saying what I'm it, thinking it, right before I think if it. If only I would have thought of this in the 90s. Been, <laughs> how am I thinking about this thing about how many buttons blazers have? This is unreal. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal? Oh. oh. I can't do a sign. Keith banned me. He banned me from doing Seinfeld impressions. He said it's not topical. And he's pe- not here. He's not here, but he's going to watch this. <laughs> he's not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your uh, experience filming your dry bar specials. Right. Well, both were, both were super fun. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys felt – well, you haven't done a special. No. Sorry to point that out. <laughs> we're going to cut that. <laughs> just but, to be clear. No. Just to be clear. <laughs> Has Celery done. has not made it to the World Wide Web quite yet. Yeah, but I've got a kind of uh, underground special. You guys can see it at a URL I'll put in the... Uh, oh. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I, don't even do, I don't even do stand-up anymore. You don't even do stand-up anymore? I do... Uh, Wait, was the last time you did stand-up when you opened for me? That, it, yeah. that was a really bad experience, but that wasn't <laughs> the reason. <laughs> I was just kidding. He's like, you know, I opened for Seth and I just said... I'm done. I, uh, this is, I this is rock was. bottom for me. When was that? That was like a year? It was the last March, probably. Okay. No, I've been doing a lot of improv. All right. Boo. Yeah, I get it. All right. And <laughs> well, then... you have a joke about improv. <laughs> yeah. Help... Also a 20-minute bit, but literally a 20-minute <laughs> bit. But... Look up Jordan's joke about improv. <laughs> he hates improvers. This Improver? is like a Romeo and Juliet thing. <laughs> From two like different worlds. Taylor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Capulets and something. And a suggestion Honest from kid. the audience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Your dry bar special. Dry bar special. Oh, what yeah. What that experience was like. So have you guys ever gone down like a water slide face first? Yes. Yeah, I guess. They so. have some of those that like you're supposed to do that. The, the it, it was like the exact same feeling where, where I'm like, you're that sweaty. The, the, huh? the, I was that sweaty. No, the, the, I definitely was. But like you're like you're you're just barely going down the slide, and you're like, oh, I could die. This is bad. I don't want to be here. But you're like, well, I've made just dis- the decisions I've made in life have led me to this point, and might as well just, just yeah. here we go. Because I like when they announce my name both times, I'm just like, I don't want to. Well, can I leave? Can I just peace? Because it's just like so much adrenaline and like, my hair is so confusing. My, right my now. hair is profoundly. <laughs> con- oh my gosh, it's profoundly confusing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was uh, once once you get that first laugh, then it's just a just another regular show, I think. But uh, but yeah, like right before that, boy, boy, am I a pacer? I'm just 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 walking around, just like, am I funny? Do I do I remember any of these jokes? This is your first one you're talking about. No, both. I mean, both. like they. they, they well, the first one, yeah, I was I was married for my first one, so my my wife at the time was there to uh, to make it more nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was there, like, don't forget this, your hair looks bad. Now she was she was very supportive. Uh, second one, I was divorced and bitter, and so it's less supportive. That well, time. well, and a lot of my jokes were about divorce. And so <laughs> she's still in the audience, like, go Seth. I love what you're doing up there. <laughs> you know what's great about those divorce jokes is that my ex mother in law, big fan. <laughs> really? She like, like, I posted some of those divorce jokes like right after maybe a couple months. I can't remember when I wrote them, but it was a couple months after the divorce was final. And I get a message from my mother in law, so funny, Sethy. Love what you're doing. It's <laughs> <Just> like, woo. <laughs> that's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah, that's how you know you're coming across the aisle when your ex mother in law loves your divorce material. Just wow. like an improv and a stand up comedian sitting together right now. That's... <laughs> why can't I be part? Oh yeah, yeah. Why, why, not? Can't, why can't I be part of this electric chain here? There's a cover photo Whoa. for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um. And we've also done some dry bar tour shows together. We have. Do you remember when we had to drive to Arizona with no air conditioning? Oh my gosh, that was uh, that was <laughs> no air conditioning, and uh, yeah, that well, I was I was trying to like work at the. T- I had my la- I remember I had my laptop with me, and eventually I just had like these burn marks from the fan. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> oh jeez. And the great thing was is that like was it you that suggested that uh, we just like need to swap out like one of them Freon canisters or something. I don't think so. I well, don't, apparently I don't do he did. That. Sounds like that sounds like Jordan. <laughs> is, that, is that not a Jordan making? I mean, you no. might not know much about cars, but uh, Jay Whitaker was with us on that sh- on that tour, and he thought that uh, 
that in a pinch you could just put regular gas in a diesel engine. <laughs> like, wow. Pa- Paul Sheffield was driving, and he's just like, we're driving, and we're like, oh, we got to find a diesel. We, we're this, this. He's like, why can't you just, just use regular right now? We got to get there. We got to go. It was like, what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have Jay on in a few episodes. We'll we'll uh, bring that to we'll his attention. We'll confront him we'll and confront see him who actually came up with the genius Freon idea. Well, we went to a dealership to fix it, and there were like a hundred people. There was, do you remember how full that dealership was? We were there for a while. And nothing happened. We just left, right? I think so. Well, I, I, maybe someone. Maybe it was just like a hair brain. Someone suggested that we like turn the air conditioning down because it was being overworked. And I think I'm, I'm pretty sure whatever it was, whether it was a canister or turning it down, Paul on the drive back because I think we flew back or something. Oh, Paul told me this in confidence. Maybe he told you too. I, th- it, I, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't know if I was allowed to say it. Oh, should we not say it? Well, I think now we can because you brought it up, not me. <laughs> and so the, we were blasting the AC, and Jay kept suggesting maybe it's like pushing it too hard. I mean, if we turn it to a lower setting, it'll cool us off. And Paul was like, no. I'm pretty sure everyone was like, that's the dumbest idea we've ever heard, Jay. Yeah. And it might have been after the diesel thing. So he didn't really have a lot of street cred <laughs> yeah, exactly. with vehicles at the time. He yeah. redeemed himself with this, but we would never let him know it. Yeah. So <laughs> we were like, no, just bl- it's, we just need air going. And then all of us flew back except for Paul, right? Didn't yeah. Paul drive back? And Paul, Where were you driving to? We were driving to was it in Phoenix. We drove. We, we, Phoenix. we drove. There was a couple things. I think it was to Phoenix, and then we oh, flew back. The hottest had, place on earth. It yeah. was super hot, and it was like middle. Of, I think it was like August. And on the way, we get home, and Paul's like, "I have to tell you something." He's like, "On the way home, I just turned it to the lowest setting, and it was blowing cool air the entire time." Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and he said, "Never tell Jay." <laughs> <laughs> Oops. There you go. It's out. It's out. It's out of the bag. Secrets being revealed here on Dry Bar Pod. Still not the worst, uh, like, tour leg in terms of, like, vehicle transportation. Did Alex tell you about in Ohio? Oh, yeah. You you had to get a U-Haul, right? (laughs) Tell us us that story. We were, were, me and Alex, uh, and I'm trying to remember who the other, it was uh, Karen Rontowski. I can't remember the other comic, but it's, it's yeah. because the other comic was the one that like abandoned us in rural Ohio. See, that's the thing. Like Brigham City, I was like, oh, that's a small town. That's t-. it's not small enough that they wouldn't have a taxi, Uber, rental car, something, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, Piqua, Ohio, we're 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 three hours away from like, uh, or there's at least a few hours away from like any major city or airport. And the the other comic was like, oh, I can drive you up there. And we're like, great. And we just assumed that that included a ride back to civilization. But he drove us up there. He's like, oh, hey, so I got a gig on the other direction on Sunday. <laughs> so I'm going to drive down. And I don't even think it was, I think it was a showcase or something. So I'm going to drive down to that because it wasn't planned. He just like got this gig. Yeah. And so he just left me and Alex in Piqua, Ohio in February. And we're, <laughs> we look up uh, a cab from Cleveland was going to be $600. Uh, there were no rental cars. There's zero rental cars. And when we looked up Uber, I've never seen the status code that it popped up. It was just like, no Uber drivers. There's just zero. I was like, you're telling me there's not one dude who's like, I can make a buck taking Miss Daisy down the street, you know, like whatever. Uh, so we were just like stranded. We're driving by and Alex, Alex in his brilliance sees a, a, he's like, well, people have to move, right? There's a U-Haul. There's only one U-Haul. So we took this town's U-Haul. And it's like it's like the move your family across the country U-Haul. It's like the biggest one they sell, and it's just fifty feet in one direction, a hundred feet tall, and the smallest cab in the world. I have no idea. I, my my knees were in my my yeah. chin, but one hundred fifty bucks. So if you're ever stuck <laughs> in the middle of some, and the the best part was you dropped it off at the airport, and the guy's like, all right, so he's like checking things off. We're like, oh, hold on, we got to grab some stuff out of the bag. He's like. You're supposed to empty it before you get here. And we just roll up the things. There's two suitcases <laughs> at the far end of the thing. So we have to jump in, grab the suitcases. And the guy's looking at us like, what did you do? You just, you, you just rented. The- so, yeah, cheap rental car if you're in a pinch. 150 not bad. Not, be- not better than six hundred. The gas was five hundred dollars. <laughs> well, the other thing was a great. It only went fifty miles an hour. It was like so big and so old. There was <laughs> that's incredible. But I got pictures of Alex just breaking the ice off the wall. And <laughs> yeah, it was a good Insta story. I think you you were Alex was posting stuff as it was happening. It was fun to watch your struggles. <laughs> 
You so too hot, man. too cold. That's 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 tour life. Yeah. <laughs> well, Seth, we're about to the end of our time slot here. Are you saying yeah. I've waxed long? I feel like that U-Haul story <laughs> was too long for too little payoff, and I feel like Alex is going to tell it better when he's on here. No, we'll, no. Alex yeah. is not going to be First on. First of all, we won't have him on. If he, <laughs> no, finds we his, if he finds his way on here, he's not telling that story. I mean, Alex is also Alex over on. Alex does watch. It. Sorry, he's Alex, over, you can do whatever you want. He's over him. on Nate Bargatze's podcast. I think he's a little too big <laughs> for Celery <laughs> Man and Heck Boy. Well, great. So, is there anything you want to plug before we have to get out of here? <laughs> I should have thought about this. <laughs> I mean, uh, like. Check out my website, I guess, Seth Tippett's, T-I-P-P-E-T-T-S, two P's, two T's, like toilet paper. There should be a better mnemonic. I haven't found it. No one's going <laughs> to spell it right. You can actually also just go to tallseth.com, which is a lot easier to spell. Tall Seth. Tall, yeah, it redirects to the nice. real one. Uh, tallseth.com, if you want to see my upcoming dates. I think I'm going to D.C., Albany, New York. I'm going to be at Kent University. Kent Kent State University uh, with the Dry Bar Tour, uh, November fourth. Nice. So, I'm well, this s- will come out way after that. Good. So that's-, <laughs> that's why I was just like, maybe I'll just mention my website so that any time of year you can see this. I should mention this is 2023. Yeah. So that when they release this in 2026, when I'm dead, <laughs> that people will know where they can go pay their respects. <laughs> On, on my your, website, website. Yeah. tallseth.com. Before I die, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely putting up a comment section so people can continue to talk about how bad my hair is <laughs> and the way I dress. That was the other thing. It was like people – first special, they said I was wearing a blouse. That was, that was a big comment. That's like, this funny. guy's wearing a blouse. Second special, they're like – I had some jokes about dating, and they're like, he wouldn't have such a hard time dating if he got rid of that spare tire. And I'm just like, jeez, brutal. easy. Come on, Dry Bar fans. Try bar fans. some compliments on those clips. Yeah. The, the, all the trash jokes, very complimentary. All the jokes about the earth or like flat earthers and stuff. Boy, I pissed off those people. <laughs> they did not. They, they want me. They want to push me off the edge of the planet. I think they do. They, <laughs> whoosh. If you want to push Seth off the edge of the planet, go to tallseth.com. Uh, get those upcoming tour dates. Well, it's been a blast having you on. Thanks Seth. for having me. You're a joy. Appreciate you. Thanks for being here, Seth. Hope we do more tour dates together. We should. Nice, hot, sweaty ones. <laughs> as sweaty as we can make them. Let's, let's go to Arizona in the middle of August again. <laughs> Sweatier the better. Sweatier. I'm actually just going to take out the Freon the next time we go on tour. Just, just like, I don't know what's happening, just guys. Sweat but doesn't it, it remind you of those good times? It's just a nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Seth, and thank you to the viewers. This has been the Dry Bar Comedy Podcast. We'll see you next time.